0: I like a good I'm, segue. I'll let, uh, you do. And let me, let me pull that back. Josh. Thank you. Thank you for your grace and understanding. Entry music. It's the Bob and Josh show. In the news
1: lately, there have been a couple of figures that have made interesting choices as they step into new roles as a leader within their organization. One is Elon Musk. You've probably talked about that, heard about that, all those things. We're going to cover that. But another one is Deion Sanders, which is another interesting angle, similar issue, some might call it, or maybe they're both doing the right thing. That's what today's episode is all about. Bob and I are going to debate, and we think we might actually argue. We try to set that up a lot, but oftentimes we never actually do. We end up being disappointed that we're on the same page. Why don't we start with Dion? Okay. Let's see Dion Sanders, whether you know him or not, he's a hall of fame NFL player. One of the best in his position. And he recently started coaching. He was coaching at a small school in HBCU school, historically black college and university, and was really investing there and transformed them it just massively was getting recruits they had never gotten they were on tv they were on espn which had never happened before
0: what was it jackson jacksonville state or something just jackson state yeah jackson jackson yeah oh okay yeah
1: and then he got an offer from university of colorado which is a much larger school in the bowl subdivision and all those things so you know bigger money all of that And he ended up leaving, which will disappoint some, but also excited others. And in Colorado, in the very first meeting, he effectively said, hey, for those of you players that are here, we're bringing in additional players, some from my previous school, some from the transfer portal. And if you make it great, if you don't, we might try and chase you out. And so that upset a lot of people at how those existing players were treated. I think that's a thing you have to do as a leader that isn't fun. But there's a reason that team isn't winning. There's a reason that coach got fired. Yes, the coach could have, should have done better. But ultimately, it's the players on the field that do or don't make the plays. Just as there are engineers that are on your team that do or don't write good code or whatever the role is, there there are people that are good and people that aren't good. And if you want to take that next step, maybe the team that is already there isn't capable of doing that. Not that they're bad people or anything like that, but just there's a skill issue. And so while some might not agree with the approach, I think you have to do that. And I've done things like that so that's why I'm on that side because
0: sometimes you got to do that see I I agree there's almost a separation you between agree. no but there's a separation between being a leader and making hard leadership calls and then being a jackass and yeah. not walk and not having character and not walking your principles So I, so the backstory is, and you said it. I wasn't aware of it. He took his son with him and that's fine. And he invited other players along with him. So it wasn't, so to me, the more congruent path would be, he takes the leadership role. He doesn't cherry pick from his old team. He doesn't entice those folks. It's up to them. But I got the feeling like, oh, I'm going to go to Colorado. And oh, by the way, I'm going to entice all of the good ones. And I'm going to short circuit the recruiting path. I'm not going to do the hard work. I'm going to and I'm going to screw my old company, my my old college, basically. I'm like, like I I they made it available for me, right, to get to this next level, but I'm going to disrespect them. The behavioral stuff that I think is wrong. I disagree with it. how do you conduct yourself as a leader? Respond to respond to that, Joshua. I understand from the player or employee's
1: position. But there are times when you have to do what's right for you and oftentimes, myself included, you end up sacrificing opportunities because you are concerned about the larger team. And there have been times where I knew it was the best thing for me to achieve my goals and career options to take a new job and I've even I was at a gymnastics performance for my kids and unbeknownst to me one of my former co-workers had a kid in that same thing and he was cordial he came up said hi I just left I said hi asked how things were going how the new job was he was cool with it his wife however was not she came directly up to me and said oh so you're the asshole that signed my husband to your company then left and then just turned her back and walked away and i there's nothing i can say about that but you can't continually sacrifice your future for that job if you want to achieve larger greater things you have to make moves i understand the feeling from the university but also from that coach's. Forget that it's Dion and he has a ton of money and no worries or anything like that, but he wants to make a difference. And that's why he does what he does and he wants to make a larger difference. So his opportunity to do that is to go to a larger school that has the capability to make that happen. So that's my angle and my view on, yes, it's uncomfortable. And just as Steven says in the chat, most companies don't have a no poaching rule. In the college football scene, there is nothing of that, especially with a transfer portal. People can go here and there, however they like. So that just exists. I, and oh, by the way, people wanna play for Dion. So some of the best players in the country are gonna say, wait a minute, Dion's up at the top
0: level. Let me put a call in. That's all I'm saying is how we can control how we conduct ourselves. Full disclosure, Josh, I'm going back. I think years yeah. ago, I I talked to Mary Thorne, This is a vulnerability point for me. I talked Mm. Mary Thorne into joining me at Deutsche Bank. I decided to, and she accepted the role and I decided to leave there. And I think I left there and the next week was her first day. And she, part of the reason she joined and I'm not, I'm smiling about it now, but I'm not laughing about it. Part of the reason she joined was to work with me. And the reason I decided to go was it wasn't working for me. It really, and I had, I was bullish, but I was torn, and I just made a decision, and I wasn't flippant about. I realized Mary was coming, and I was, I was torn by that. But in that case, I put myself first, and I made a decision for me, not for the company. I've left companies, and I've really struggled with the team that I'm leaving behind, and really thinking about that. Right. So I get there's this balancing act. I just think it's, in Dion's case, it's. Res- One is respect the shoulders that you grew up on. And it doesn't feel to me like he's, right? Acknowledge the giants that came before you. This happens in the agile space, is I think people piss on like the original manifesto and the original signers nowadays. I've written about that. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay for you to critique it. But at least honor the people that come before you or honor the university. And I don't know if he's honored the university, and that's arguable. And then honor the team members. So don't immediately start poaching. I get the feeling that like he's immediately <laughs> signing people up from Jackson and taking them with him and coaches, and he's taking the best of the best. What would be the difference to me is don't do that and then leave a cooling down period. And then if they want to approach you, so instead of pulling them, opening opening up the door if they come to you i got the feeling he's been more i just have the sense that he's immediately putting colorado up and it's sort of this borderline of character this borderline of principles and he's a role model so take ownership of he's a leader he's a role mm-hmm. model so i just think it's the how he's doing it how you're conducting yourself and the how matters and that's what gets me a little bit riled up
1: Yeah. In response to Andy and the question about the view from the existing players at Colorado, there is going to be a harsh reality that they are facing. There will be better players on that team. Maybe the players that weren't playing on an already losing team. That's a rough spot to be in of, Hey, I'm not even playing on this team and we're bad. And now we just got, one of the most excitable coaches in the country that people wanna come play for, you know in the transfer portal, a lot of really talented folks are gonna come. So maybe it's time to face reality of like, hey, this isn't like, I'm not gonna be able to play there, but I love the game. So let me go find a place that I can play. One of the things that I saw this morning was that 47% of the players that enter the transfer portal actually step down a level Because they weren't playing and they recognize like, oh, this isn't for me. I've led transformations where we are now becoming agile. And there are people that have been there for a decade and they enjoy the old way. And it's not that they're a bad person. It's not that they're an idiot or anything like that. It's just like, that's what they signed up to do. They came to this company to work in that waterfall way and they like it. But now we're doing something that makes them very uncomfortable and they just aren't happy. So at that point, what I do is I sit down with them, and like if you're not happy, let's find a place where you're happy. I recognize that what the company is now is not what you signed up for. And that's not a decision that you got to make, it happened. So if it happened and you don't like it, no harm, no foul, that's reality, but let's find the right place for you. So what I expect to happen is that for those players that are on the lower levels that maybe don't play is that they do support them in finding a better home. Yes, there's the aggressive, hey, things are changing now and it's happening now, but also one of the things you could do is help people out. And that's a behind the scenes things that nobody sees or hears of. So I expect that a decent human that I believe Dion is will make moves
0: like that. We'll see. The other part of it though, too, is yes. And you're a coach. So it's not just, I'm going to replace you. I don't like that message. It's all about performance. What about the person who redshirted a couple of years and threw one in for the team, right? And did something else for the, and had another spot. And then they were in the practice squad and they busted their butt and made the team better. Yeah, the Buffaloes didn't win. And so you have one of those good team members, Josh, right? Okay. So I would hope that Deion Sanders would come in. And it's not all about, are you the best of the best in your skills? Yes, that matters. And you need those people, but you also need, I would say, character matters. What was that? What was that movie years ago? What was the guy in the practice squad at Notre Dame? Help me oh, out. Yeah. Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy and I know it's a schmaltzy movie, but to me, leadership is about leadership. It's about character building. It's about messaging. Yeah. It's about honoring people that have the effort. You talk about if I came in, how many, how many times did you catch balls at, at Cincinnati? You, mm-hmm. I think you caught like less than twenty or thirty mm-hmm. over your career, yeah. but yeah. you blocked your butt off and you worked your butt off and you were a good team player. So I think as leaders, it's. What we The tone that we set, the character that we show, and I hope that Dion shows that. I don't know if he's showing that right now. So there's a couple things. Yes, like I started in front of
1: two players that got drafted. They were physically more gifted, but I was the character guy that always got things done. So that does get rewarded. And if I'm in that meeting room and I'm an existing player and there are going to be a handful of guys like this and i hear that message from dion i want to be like f you i'll show you you don't think i'm good enough and so there's a decent amount that will step up i guarantee you dion wants those players i guarantee you but part of it is are you going to accept the challenge or are you just going to roll over and if you're just going to roll over and say ah well i'll just this is not
0: that's fine you're building i want to build a winning team and -hmm. that's a long term a long view and I'm actually setting the stage for Elon Musk because it's the long, It's not just the short view, it's the long view. Are you building a character pro- program? Who was the Dean Smith at UNC? I think in terms of coaches, you're not just in it for the one shot. You're building, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I think of leadership as a short-term, mid-term and long-term and how even how I left, like how I showed up to Mary. I explained right. to her why. I didn't just say, I didn't laugh. I explained to her why I talked to her about my decision-making. I didn't have to, I apologized to her for that. I'm like, I hope I didn't entice you. I wish you the best. Let me, I even talked to her about, don't let my departure influence you at all. Make it your own. It's like how we show up, how we walk with our folks matters. Maybe I'm sounding like an old dinosaur here, or maybe the movie Rudy (laughs) has had an influence on me or something. Yeah but I think it's leader and I'm, so, and I'm actually challenged by Deans. He hasn't blown me away with his leadership. Yes. His skill, his coaching prowess in the short term. Yes. His historical performance in the NFL. Absolutely. He's a little bit flamboyant. I don't know if I, but is he, what are his goals? Where's his character? And is he really going to be leading men building teams that are long tenured and things like that?
1: So a couple of things, then we'll move on to Mr. Musk, one of the things when I first got to college that I was taught is as a coach, there are things I will say to the media, believe none of it. What I say to you guys in this meeting room, take that to your grave, because there are things that need to be handled differently and it's part of the media. I don't like it, but I have to do it. What happens in this room is what really matters. So there's that, what Dion did at Jackson state was he did a very good job promoting the program and himself on social media. And there were dozens of moments where I was like, wow, Dion, that's good. That not many people are going to see, but the way he took care of those kids and the way he changed the way they think. For instance, they were getting ready to go on Thanksgiving break and he had a real hard talk with the folks about, Hey, you're at Jackson state. Now we are on TV. You are going to go back to your homes. You're going to be perceived as more successful now than when you were there. So there will be people that are angry at you because you left and you are better and you're coming back now. So they are jealous. So you need to be extra careful, support each other, watch your back, be smart, don't do anything dumb, which everybody sends those messages, but he did a really good job of painting the evolution that those young men had gone through over the past six months and said, Hey, things have changed for you. And you need to look at the world differently. Now I'm going to talk you through that. So there were a handful of other things like that, where he invested in them as people that I saw and recognized and said, okay, that's there's potential here. I wanted him to end up at Cincinnati, but he didn't. So I've been paying attention just watching
0: things, yeah. things like that. Okay,
1: Dion, we've tackled. Real,
0: no, but yeah. real quickly, okay. I want to, I see two notes. I want to note Andy said something, I think it comes down to having core values and living them. So walking your talk and not just in the short term, but the long term. So I really agree with you, Andy, and, mm. and amplify that. And then Steven said something that I want us to weigh in on, I think. He said, y'all are hitting on it, but how you help folks move on makes a huge difference for them, the team, the company, and you, and agree with that. I would love to see Dion care about the folks from Jackson State and interact with them, whether they come to Colorado or not. I'm not talking about poaching, I'm talking about maintaining those relationships, walking in character, having those players come back to him later. And him taking the time. It's not just about Colorado and being successful there. Yeah. It's about, he's connected as a, he's not just a coach of a football team. He's leading young men into becoming grown up men, right? Mm -hmm. And with families and things. He's a role. And to me, the jury's a little bit out. I want to see how he plays that out at Colorado. So
1: I feel like I'm a Dion apologist here, but- I've always liked the guy I like the flamboyance. So I recognize there's probably a generational thing there.
0: What do you, (laughs) and, and you know what, Josh, you probably put your finger on something there,
1: (laughs) but one of the things, when he talked to the Jackson state team about him leaving, he was sitting next to the athletic director. And he told the team that he's part of the team. That's going to be hiring the next coach. So uh-huh. Dion is investing to make sure that who they bring in fits and supports the direction they were going and will take care of the kids the way that he tried to. So that's why I feel like there's an undercurrent that's not yep. seen that is happening. But again, time will tell. So yep. maybe I'm optimistic and think Dion's a better human than some do. And maybe I'll be right. Maybe I'll be wrong.
0: So that's switch gears. I stopped us. Yeah. And let's talk about the illustrious Mr. Musk. Would you kick things off? Yeah, Give us your Muskian opinion. I'm sure many people know about
1: Elon Musk buying Twitter for an insane amount of money and firing, I think, half the team. Half every the staff. Half, half the staff. Yeah, I think baby. I just... And he made statements about, if you're not willing to work 24-7, then... You know you're in the wrong place i heard he put cots in the office things like that just really heavy-handed
0: stuff yep but you're pro so that's what so you must have liked that he provided blankets didn't he of course and a pillow and a pillow yeah (laughs) and brand new
1: cots he didn't rent them so again i am in the same boat Twitter has historically been struggling and it was losing market share to everything else that's popping up and it has been unable to stay current especially with the younger generation it just doesn't get used and i agree with his aggressive leadership approach of this is who we are it cannot be that way anymore if we want to be great we have to do these things and really driving and making that happen. I do not agree with the overzealous things that he's done, like the cots and firing half the team and all of that. I don't agree with the approach, but I understand what he's trying to do because he wants to revolutionize this product and company. And that is going to be messy. So it feels like he's trying to, Jam all that mess up front, get through it and over it as quickly as possible. And then start building the next thing. Would I do it that way? No, but I do understand from the business perspective, the approach that he's taking. So that's so my likely be, unpopular opinion. No,
0: it's I'm not let me be clear. Yeah, you like the strong come out a little bit firmer. You like yeah. the strong leadership characteristics that he's provided. I have a mess and we're gonna clean this sucker up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because
1: because that's what I've been doing in most of my career has been coming into a mess, and people aren't sure why we can't grow to that next level or levels and they can't figure it out. And it's either one or both of two things. One, the product stinks, or two, the team stinks, or both. And so something has to change at that point. And you can come in and slow play it, or you can just say, this is the new standard. This is who we are. I want everybody to be on board. And I mean that when I say that, but this is the new standard. And if you can't achieve that standard, then this isn't going to be the place for you. So that's how I set things up is we are now, next level, and we're going to get there with or without you. Um, I want it to be with you, but the reality is I'm going to ask things of you that have never been asked of you. It doesn't mean I'm going to ask you to do the impossible, but there's a reason we haven't achieved this because we never even tried it. So I'd like to make it clear up front that this is who we are now. And what I do that Elon hasn't done is try and set clear expectations for what that new level looks like. And I encourage and support people to try to achieve that. So what I always say is we need people to level up. And if they can't level up, then they're gonna level out. And it's not their fault. It's not a problem with them or anything. It's just, we are now here and they're running as fast as they can, but they can't run that 10 second, 100 meters that we need but it's a supportive view across the board so that's why i support the mindset i don't support the execution
0: so i i mean i don't even support so to me the mindset is like this and the execution so maybe there's a kernel of goodness in the mindset and it's so overwhelmed By the execution dynamics, what? So he came in, he fired fifty percent of the staff. Did he really spend time to understand who's good, who's not, and what? I don't think so. He didn't have the time. He's a knee-jerker. He's a chaos generator. He—it's all about. So, did he? Yeah, little kernel of I want to disrupt things. A big kernel of disrespect, lack of understanding, chaos generation changing his mind as a leader remember they fired people and then they invited them back oh i mm-hmm. made a mistake i mean it supports my case yeah, yeah. oh i shouldn't have I shouldn't have fi- i fired the wrong people yeah well it's, it, and if if he would have hired me not or anyone i wouldn't have ever gone back you right. couldn't have given me a billion dollars to have me come back to work for you It it's how he treated people publicly josh right yeah. it, i mean the execution incompetence I mean, so he's the quintessential to me, brilliant jerk. Yeah, and I'm and and there's another term I want to put in in place of jerk. He's he's the he's a brilliant jerk. He's brilliant. I give it. He's got you know potentially richest person in the world. Great, uh, brilliant, and he's had some successes. But then there's just like the, how he can how he conducts himself. Yeah. Uh, that to me is not leadership. He's 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 a bully. He mm-hmm. he bullied people on on the same platform, for goodness sakes, right? Uh you would never conduct yourself that way. So no. I, I think it's like the ratio of you know, yes, leaders need to lead. Yes, leaders need to make hard decisions. Yes, leaders, yeah, I get that. Same thing with Dion. But the, yeah. how you how you conduct yourself does it matter? And I don't see, I don't see enough folks holding him to account. Yeah, right how are you how the how matters and damn it stop that yeah the, the, i'm sorry the,
1: no it's okay the the angle that i try and highlight here is yes it's a shit show and it's a disaster and like 100 the opposite of what you should do but what i am trying to shine a light on is don't let all of that circus take over the fact that there is a logical business approach that's being done to your point. Execution is horrendous. And yes, it overshadows everything, but there is a bit
0: of like this is kind of what needs to happen. Do you think so? Is he providing vision, mission, an exciting, compelling vision for the company? I I don't see maybe I'm 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 probably wrong. Yeah. Right? Like, where is it going? How's it going to make a difference to humankind? How it's going to make a difference. I mean, he, he allowed Trump to, right. I, I, I don't know what, and, yeah. and yes, I'm biased, Yeah. right? Like, like I triggered when he allowed Trump back on, it, yeah. it just, I, and, and I don't want to get political now, but it's, it's like, he's got, yes. Twitter is a wonderful platform, but has he laid out of it? So that's part of the chaos. Oh, and the Agileists are weighing in and say, well, he's good. It's going to emerge. His brilliance is going to emerge this wonderful <laughs> company. But I I don't see that. How are people... Can you imagine what it's like to be inside Twitter right now? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's hired some other people who are providing mission and vision and why and connecting the dots to what I'm doing day by day. But I don't see him doing that.
1: Yeah. There there has been a stated mission and vision. Not many people might align with it. But he has tried to set what Twitter 2.0 is going to be. And so again, it's it's likely not the right answer. It's an answer. Um, I certainly am not gonna apologize for Elon like I have for Dion or support uh, him because it's all a mess. But one of the skills and challenges that I have is that the emotional piece of my view of a lot of these things just kind of like falls off to the backside and then I end up trying to look under the covers at logically why is this happening and what is the angle regardless of the insane execution what are they trying to achieve and so I see them I guess him trying to achieve the same thing of we are now x we need to become y and he's just, the, the the equal sign is just, to your point, chaos. And that's no good for anybody. Maybe it's good for him. I don't know. But none of the members I, that are on the team is
0: good for him. I, I I don't see him doing good for anyone other than Elon. So I don't know if he's doing good for stockholders. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, bless their hearts. I don't know if he's doing good for customers users i actually mm. quit full disclosure i mm. i was active on twitter i am no longer i i've I, you know me i i'm I, I don't just talk it i'll walk yeah it. yeah i would and and i miss it i i miss it but i'm like i cannot live with myself and be on this platform any longer mm. so so i left the platform uh is he doing good for employees so i'm trying to think of the constituency that he serves right yeah. he bought the company you have shareholders. Are you serving them? Well, question. I don't know. You have, you have employees. How how are you serving them? You have customers. How well are you serving them? You have, right. Twitter has a social responsibility in the world. It matters. It's really significant. Mm -hmm. How are you serving that? So those are the open questions. I, I, I agree with you, but the only thing that he's serving is himself
1: which is why it's a mess is he's only serving himself so he has this internal vision of what twitter should become and he effectively hired himself to force that change and so from his perspective of i have a vision of the future and this is what it's going to be and i'm going to make it happen and to your point yeah he's he's serving himself and nothing else matters, which is why it's a disaster. But if if he were a third party and would be serving those, it likely would be more clear that the board or the shareholders or whatever have said this is this is this is the new vision of Twitter and we're investing in it. All of those things and now we need Bob Galen and Josh Anderson to come
0: in and transform the company and we're going to hire them to do that. So real quick question, Josh, would, would you join them? So so let me, let me frame it. Uh, there's the leadership of the technology group. It's a juicy position with, with shitloads of money, right? Mm -hmm. Because clearly I'm Elon Musk, right? So I offer you this juicy position and and, and would you take it? Would you work there? Would you work for him? That's my question. Forget the money and all the other, would you work for him? I would not, I would not, there is no situation where I would want to work for that guy and it's not just for him. It's the behavior that I would have to sort of radiate Mm outwards, right. To support him, right. Or to, to validate him or to justify him or whatever. I, 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 there's, there's life is too short. I would go elsewhere.
1: What about you? I like
0: ridiculous challenges and i know i I, i'm I'm being i'm wondering yeah and 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 i and that's it and and well amen brother
1: and (laughs) i this
0: is one of those
1: i have had success in operating like a virus on the inside and creating this little pocket of goodness then be able to radiate it out and prove that we didn't have to operate a certain way that you have executives have have and things like that. So I
0: enjoy,
1: I enjoy that challenge. I don't know. I think that would be a fool's errand because I don't think there's any hope in changing who he is and how he operates. So I think it is one of the few things where I would back away and say, even with my insane amount of confidence. I don't think I can do that, but I would really think about it because it would be one of those mission driven things that, that I would latch onto and because I would see it as making a difference in trying to right some wrongs. But yeah. I believe ultimately it would be impossible to write those wrongs because of who the
0: person in charge is. I could see I could see that argument. Yeah. I mean the thing for me is it's it's sort of if what frustrates me what might make me entertain it for a millisecond is uh, I was listening to CNN the other day so a news and they were talking about uh Twitter as the pla- as a communication platform as an influencing platform and it just reaffirmed I know it but it reaffirmed the news agencies listen to it. Yeah. Right. It it it's a conduit it's a conduit for truth or, or, or lies or, it's a conduit yeah. <laughs> or whatever. It's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a con, it's a worldwide conduit. It has incredible opportunity to make a difference in the world. So yeah, I get that. That's actually the thing that probably disappoints me the most Yeah, is, is whatever that evolution is going to be and what's going to unfold with that. It could be, you know, it could be for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, I don't I think it's sort of lost that that vision. So yeah, out of all of those things, shareholders, employees, I think it's can it make a difference in the world? That's the thing that I think he's missing the opportunity. the chaos yeah. is going is disrupting yeah hmm. I don't think he's a good leader and it, it has nothing to do no. with yeah I, I know he uh, there's a neurodiversity thing with him there's a brilliance thing with him, there's a success thing with him. But I, at the end of the day, I don't think he's a good leader, and and I worry about the role model he's setting for other leaders because now it's like the six. I want to be like Elon. Mm-hmm. There is that trend in the out and in the Agile community. We talked about this the other day. There are Agile coaches that are putting him up on a pedestal and saying, "Wow, oh. he he has Agile characteristics." Oh no, no, the the relentless experimentation, the relentless desire to move quickly, and and the so you know, lean super thinking. And he does that uh, within Tesla, et cetera. Uh, but again, it's that combination of, you know, super lean thinking and his own leadership style. Oh, let's put him up on a pedestal. That's what we aspire. That's that's good agile leadership. That yeah, may the, be good agile. So may, maybe the agile is big A, but the leadership is microscopic, right? From my point of view, it's not good leadership. Yeah, the overall issue
1: that I see is... There's no way he can be in touch with reality. Just in the life and the world that he lives and plays in. It seems unfair to ask a human like that. Uh maybe maybe the rock is different, right? Like the rock has a ton of money, but the rock seems like an actual human and invests time with people and all of those
0: types of well, things. I, but I mean there was like Elon so- doesn't. Well, well, it was like sleep here, I work 18 hours, you should work 18 hours. yeah like you know get you're, you have a family it doesn't really matter focus. I I mean I get it's it's incredibly imbalanced. I yeah. also don't think it's a way to build a company that's going to and maybe that's not the goal or maybe it's impossible to do that, but sustainability, right sustain I want I'd like Twitter to not just be the ego the Elon it's success even if he gets it to success. And then it only lasts two years, and then it's not sustainable. I I think leadership is about creating a sticky. That's why I brought up the basketball point earlier. Setting a culture that when you're gone, the culture, the the yeah. the, the quality of the company lives on. Mm-hmm. The goals, the mindset of the company lives on. I think I think that's important for a leader. Succession so planning, right? Stickiness of so establishing a long-lived culture. Enough of that. Did we disagree there or did you, I I think you still, I think we disagree
1: on bits. I do have a more aggressive leadership style with transformations and things like that. I also have pretty aggressive leadership styles on performance and evaluation, but I lay that on a backbone of clear expectations. That well, well that it, is the pre, uh, yes, yeah, That is the precursor and per, and, to all of it. Is there's a clear expectation of this is who we aspire
0: to be, and this no, and these are the expectations that we have. But um, no, it's more that it's more than that, Josh. You you build it on a it's a backbone it's you have high expectations you build it on principles mm-hmm. i've worked with you long enough you build it on principles yeah you build it on fairness you build it on rewarding hard work you're not just looking for all a players you are a role model i mean you yes you have a i have a hard line yeah if you've ever worked for me i have a pretty hard line i'm i'm a no nonsense i'm a leader but at the same time i think i'm balanced for goodness sakes right you're you have a balance i really do focus on trying
1: to spend 80% of my time on the top 20% as opposed to 80% of your time on the lower 20% 20 from a performance. And it's like anything, the higher quality teammates you have, the higher quality teammates you're going to attract. So because I believe in the power of the team so strongly, I try and create that view of we are an amazing team and if there's a part that's not fitting, then we're going to address it and we're going to fix it. And if we can't fix it, then we're going to get a new part. Because if you don't, if you don't aggressively attack those issues, your high performing team is going to start to not perform and you will begin to lose people. So there are hard decisions you have to make if you want to maintain that high performance team, just like Dion wants to create. There are hard things that have to be done. And that's why, unfortunately, there are many teams where people and underperformers are allowed to languish and that you know, just is a drain and the number of leaders I've talked to in the past year where I've said, Hey, like this person should not be in this role. And it's like, well, I know, but we can't do this and blah, blah, blah. Like, but you expect this person to operate here and you know, they can't. So they're not happy. You're not happy. Are you ever going to do something? And the answer is no, we can't. And that people wonder why they never achieve new levels of success. And that's a core reason. So why aggressively attack that?
0: Because I believe it's the best thing
1: for the system.
0: But yes, and though, I've seen you do this. When you make those decisions, you coach people. First, you invest time in coaching them up. Yeah. Yep. And you spend the time in the hard work and you give the radical candor. Second, you show compassion and you put the person first. And then you try to find the best matching role for them whether it's in the company or outside the company i've seen you worry greatly yes you're being this hard-ass leader on the front side but you're also a human being and you Mm -hmm. care about the people and and you're trying to get them to land successfully on the back side yeah right yeah and 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 it's it's that that's missing at twitter right now i think yeah yeah i I, i it
1: took me a while to get that right, longer than I would have wanted, but but I knew I had figured it out when somebody that was effectively being fired said thank you.
0: Yes. Um, and, and, and I've had and yeah. I, y- yes, and that's the missing, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying let's build mediocre teams for goodness sakes. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, build the most mediocre team. That's not right. That no, but it's how you do it. I, there was a comment earlier how it was in it was in capitals in the chat and it's the how and and you have a an effective how mm-hmm. right and and Elon right now that the how is 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 not right it's it's yeah I get the how but it's it's brutal it's disrespectful <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah right it's it's chaotic it's inappropriate it's it's inappropriate yep. um, ex- in all et cetera yeah. yeah stick a fork in it what do you I think? think so yeah i feel pretty good you ready to do the i'm always ready bob i'm always ready ready okay so from beautiful downtown Cary, north carolina and beautiful downtown fuquay Varina, north carolina i'm bob galen and i'm josh anderson hey y'all shake and bake take <laughs> care you hit the webcam like five times i did i did <laughs>